Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. If you hadn't already guessed, this is the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet in the hit BBC sitcom Keeping Up Appearances. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith and with me is William Hanson. Jonathan and I are here because we absolutely love Hyacinth and the world of Keeping Up Appearances. We're big on the buckets. It's spooky! And we want you to fall in love with it as much as we do. So by now, you should know how this podcast works. But here's a little reminder just in case. In each instalment, William and I will take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances, delving deep into the world of the bouquets. So please don't listen any further if you haven't watched the third episode of the first series. Remember, Hyacinth always comes first. And as always, William... I'll sort the tea in the Royal Dalton with the handbent of Badawankals! And you share with us a brief synopsis of what happens in Stately Home. Hyacinth and Richard are driving to a stately home that she is keen to visit when she suddenly decides that she ought to call in at Daisy's and check that Daddy is all right. Whilst they are there, a woman arrives accusing Rose of having had an affair with her husband. Having established that Daddy is all right, Hyacinth and Richard go on their way again. At the stately home, she goes out of her way, much to Richard's embarrassment, to give other visitors the impression that she knows his lordship well. She is then horrified to see Onslow, Daisy and Rose turn up. They are there because they think that Richard needs to be rescued from Hyacinth, and she dashes around hiding from them. Whilst crouching in a trench in the grounds... Completely normal (laughs) behaviour. Whilst crouching in a trench in the grounds, they meet with his lordship, although at the time, Hyacinth thinks he's one of the gardeners. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, there's... Uh, this this episode mm. is both wonderful. There are wonderful moments, and there are slightly I don't know cringy moments as well. Because part of this storyline for me doesn't really work. 
I'm sure when we get to that part of the episode, you'll flag. There's something that there's a there's a whole sort of sketch in it that I think is very laboured. Probably you agree. Yes. Um, but we start the episode starts uh, in the bedroom. Uh, and they're fully clothed this time. Yes. Richard is not dressed for frivolity. No suspenders. And Hyacinth is talking to Richard in the bedroom. Yes. Uh, worried very much about Daddy. Should they go for a drive in the country or should they go and visit Daddy? And that is a predicament that lasts them mm. too long in the episode. Yes, but I think they at this point they settle on going for the drive in the country, don't they, really? Yes. That's what they're going to do. So we then see Richard appears to give the rover, the trusty rover 216 in tonic blue, a little once over. And I love something in this episode. And I'll be honest with you, first few times I watched this episode, I hadn't noticed what he does, but he does something that I also do. Oh. Not only does he just inspect the car for any, you know, minor fingerprint marks on mm. the bodywork, but he then goes to the passenger door, opens the door and gives just a little spritz of air freshener. Oh. And I, too, keep air freshener in my glove box. And before anybody else comes into my car, give a little couple of spritzes. Oh, what fragrance? Uh, it's the same fragrance they use in Rolls-Royce. And you drive a Rolls. No, I don't <laughs> drive a Rolls-Royce. But my car, I might as well do because my car smells of it. But people often comment. They, they get in, they say, mm. What's that lovely smell? Well, I, I have noticed that, and, and our producer is agreeing as well. He's noticed it in your well, car Well, I can't as well. bear a smelly car. No, no, it's not. Do you know what I mean? When Especially you get ones that smell of dog. Uh, uh, I have a dog. The thought of my car smelling of dog, mortifying. Later on, you have to get me the get the air freshener, and, and we'll we'll smell it properly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I've, you can I've, spritz I've... it into any fabric. And wh- where do you get it? Halfords. <laughs> <laughs> Harrods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I imagine you've never been in a Halfords. No. What is a Halfords? For, for those that don't live in the UK. It's a well-known car motoring company that sells an array of things for the car. They have a, they're in a, a very attractive orange logo. They do have an attractive orange logo. That just says, come on in. That's right. So they, um, so Richard prepares the car for Her Majesty. And yes. when I say Her Majesty, this really mm. is quite accurate because Hyacinth appears and her outfit, we've really taken a step up from the first couple of episodes, haven't we? This is hilarious. She, she looks the spit of the late Queen Mother. <laughs> you mentioned that her hats were made by the same... Milliner. Is it milliner? Yeah. As, as the Queen Mother. And this hat in particular is very Queen Mother. It's probably the most Queen Mother that we get of all of Hyacinth's hats. Yes. The dress is quite Queen Mother. There are gloves, the handbag, the nice court shoes. Yes. Uh, it's all spot on That's for Elizabeth, right. Queen Elizabeth. And she appears at the door... And, uh, of course, much hilarity ensues when you see what she's wearing to go for her drive in the country. (laughs) And at that point, talking of Queen Elizabeth, she sees her next-door neighbour, Elizabeth. Not a queen. Not a queen. And she's Hyacinth asks whether she'd like to come with them. Yes, although Richard has already propositioned Elizabeth just before Hyacinth comes out. Yes, this is another little moment of light flirtation, do you think? Well, light flirtation, I mean, it's fairly explicit. He he turns to Elizabeth and says, would you like to make up a threesome? (laughs) (laughs) Richard, you dirty dog. I don't think he means it like that. No. Or does he? (laughs) Well, I hope not, because that would ruin it for me. Yes. 
Uh, and and of course, Hyacinth is, is dressed immaculately and but can't help but uh, be shady to use the the vernacular about Elizabeth's outfit. That's right. Even though Elizabeth is just gardening. So they then get in the car, Richard and Hyacinth, to go and have their drive, and then Hyacinth comes out with one of the funniest lines, I think, in the whole episode. She sits there and very seriously says to Richard, Drive very slowly past number 23. I wanted to see my hat. Now, that is a moment that is is a big meme on the internet. Do you know what a meme is? Yes, I do. What do you think I am, a hundred? Of course I know what a meme is. Why don't you tell us? Well, it's one of those things that... (laughs) Like a little video, isn't it, that pops up and you can use it to share. To... It's a picture. No, that's a GIF. Oh, what's a meme? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this that was a meme. This is why I ask. No, oh. a meme is a, is a picture with text over it. A GIF is the, is the movie. Oh, one. well, you see, I didn't know what a meme was and I'm not a hundred. <laughs> how can it... How... <laughs> How can it be a meme if she's talking about go, going past? Because there's text on it, and it, there's a, there's a, the shot of them. Oh, in the with car. her hat. Yeah, with the hat. Oh, I see. And it says, "I'll find it for you now." Show me your meme. Meme. Yeah, there we go. Hyacinth became meme. That's a meme. So it's just a static it's image. A, oh. With the text. Why no. would you have that then? Well, it, I think memes. Did they come before gifs? before people could work out how to do GIFs and moving things. Um, you see there's another one here with Hyacinth looking crestfallen, saying, what a disaster to my tea and light refreshments. I think that was the previous episode. Oh, and then th- this is the biggest meme of, of 2020. So apparently this is, is a pastiche on the work of the popular music artist Drake. I don't know who Drake is. Neither do I. Uh, and there is it's, it's four squares, and on the left-hand column... There's Drake, or in this instance, Hyacinth, and Drake's sort of going, no, not this. Is Hyacinth wearing a puffer jacket? Uh, yes, I think that's possibly... It's, her, Hyacinth's head has been superimposed on Drake's puffer jacket. Well, I hope so. And she's recoiling from a bucket, but she's pointing at a, at a bouquet. bouquet. Because it's bouquet, not bucket. Oh. Well, aren't these memes terribly clever? Well, yes. I'll keep you updated on other Hyacinth memes and gifts as well, we go through. Well, for the record, I prefer a gif. Right. Well, that'll be my challenge. (laughs) Drive very slowly past number 23. I wanted to see my hat. (laughs) Now, there is, as they're driving off, there is a little bit of discussion, and and rare discussion, about Elizabeth's husband. Oh, yes. Who I don't think is really mentioned in any other episode. In the pilot, there was mention of Elizabeth's daughter, Gail. And then in this episode, Elizabeth's husband. But then after that, Elizabeth leads a a very quiet life. Yes. What is her husband doing abroad? In the Far East. And and perhaps one of my favourite Richard Bouquet lines, and it's so dry, and and Hyacinth says, do you think they have a happy marriage? And then he says, oh, yes, he lives abroad. Which I love. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. So they then leave, and um, having driven past number 23, Mm. I presume by that point, we then get to see Hyacinth for the first time as the nightmare backseat driver 
that she then becomes throughout the remainder of Keeping mm. Up Appearances. I mean, this is one of those regular repeated jokes, isn't it? That she sits there barking orders at Richard in terms of go this way, go that way, Mind watch the, the cyclist, watch the person on the pavement, all those kinds of things. Which I think we've all, we've all been in situations like that. I think my mother does it with my father. Does she? Yes. She, she I've comes. never met your mother, but I imagine she'd do that. Yeah. She she's always very if certainly when I'm driving my mother, she'll she'll point things out that I'm perfectly aware of, and like the lorry in this episode, is stationary and parked <laughs> on the other side of the road. Watch the lorry. Which lorry? There you are, you see. You can't even see the lorry. Where is it? Parked over there. <laughs> Should I watch a stationary lorry parked on the other side of a dual carriageway? I don't think I like your tone, Richard. Changing tone. One of the other things that I quite like about this episode is where she's still undecided as to whether they're going to carry on with their journey to the country mm. or go and visit Daddy. So she has to keep telling Richard to go round and round. They keep going through a petrol station. And this is the bit I think is laboured. I think it's funny the first two times, perhaps. It goes on once too often. But the gag goes on about for five or six occasions. But I'm always amazed at how cheap the petrol is. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how much a litre of petrol is at that petrol station? No. 48p. (gasps) Wow, it wouldn't be that now. I mean, for that kind of price, you could drive a Hummer. (laughs) Do you think that they knew what they were doing? They thought, we're going to be on keeping appearances. Let's put our petrol prices low. (laughs) So everybody flocks. No, it was 1991, wasn't it? Oh, there. Petrol was cheap. It's like water. Um, So, yeah, that that bit, I I don't... I I like I like the the interaction between Hyacinth and Richard with the backseat driving, but it then just is dragged on a bit. She does, though, say that he's going too fast and then... She tells him that he went far too fast past number 23. <laughs> she didn't get a chance to see her hat. I wonder, I, does, is number 23 in a later episode? Is that Sonia Barker Finch's house? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember whether she says if someone's at number 23, a specific person. We'll, we'll come we'll back find to that out, as, we? as we progress. Mm. So they decide they are going to go and visit Daddy. They do, and they arrive at the other side of town at... Onslow and Daisies. Yes. And do you remember we were talking in the last episode Mm. about whether Hyacinth was born and bred in Onslow and Daisies' house or not? We couldn't Mm. decide. There's an interesting moment. When they get out of the car, Hyacinth says to Richard, I hate keeping Daddy in this environment. And Richard says, it's where he was born. So Mm. I wonder whether that house is indeed the family house. the family house that Daddy and presumably Hyacinth's mummy lived at. Yeah. I mean, we never hear anything about Hyacinth's mummy, do we? Other than her wedding dress. Other than her wedding dress. Uh, but I wonder whether they did grow up there, or maybe he just lived in the neighbourhood. Yes, maybe on the, the area. Maybe that's where Daisy and Onslow met. Maybe. Yes. In the social club. And then we get, they, they get out the car and we get the first moment of something that you love, another recurring joke, and again we discuss this, or discuss the the forerunner to this, we get dog and bush routine. And this is the first time we see it, and I think it's one of the funniest. Yes. So to start with, we have the the appearance through the kind of gate, Mm. which does the gate fall off this time, or... No, I think she and Richard get wedged, don't they, trying to go through it together. Yes. But 
they walk up and Hyacinth then, as she gets parallel with the car, which if you recall we talked about before, didn't have a door. Doors appeared. Doors appeared and now a dog's living in the car. And the dog sticks its head out of the car, barks, Hyacinth falls backwards into the privet hedge. Just hilarious. And I had checked on I have checked on Google Street View, that hedge is no longer there. It's a wall now. Right. So we can't sadly go to that house and recreate that moment. Not without seriously injuring ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll have to find another hedge. Have you ever fallen into a hedge? No. I had to be... Uh, a, a, oh, you have? Well, a friend of mine, who you know, actually, yes. I used to work with her at mm. a radio station, yeah. and I went to a family party at her house, and it might surprise you to learn, I got just a little bit smashed. That sounded character. And we were playing croquet, mm. and I knocked my ball into the back of the flower bed, and in an attempt to try and get it jumped headfirst into a bush and got wedged and had to be pulled out by my hush puppies. <laughs> that People at that party say all they could see were these two brown beige brogues <laughs> dangling out of the bush. It was my hyacinth moment. <laughs> Onslow. To be honest, not only does she fall into the mm. into the bush, but I mean Onslow is just so funny. He yeah. appears at the window and he he says, keep the noise down, you what what's your dog bitch? <laughs> and you do <laughs> dog. <laughs> And it's a great. This I feel this episode um, is where Onslow's character begins to develop. Uh, yes, uh, a lot more than in the first two episodes. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of use of the word bitch. Yes, in this now that is a word that certainly on the radio is mm. one of the real no no words. We're really? Not, yeah, absolutely not allowed to use that word. It's considered extremely offensive now, but. I do wonder whether it's a bit of a generational thing because mm. I have heard women of a certain age in particular using that word. Mm. Mm. Um, and I wonder whether back in the 90s to use that word was kind of... But also, okay. you know, he, he Onslow was using it, OK, it was done as a joke, but a female dog is called a bitch. I mean, yes. It is what it but is. But then you see the lady then pulls up who's looking for Rose. Yes. And the first thing that comes out of her mouth is, where's the bitch? Oh, in the car. <laughs> in the car, indeed. Gosh, yes, I hadn't thought of that. And we don't know who this woman is. She doesn't have a name. No. She's just credited as Angry Woman. But she's clearly the wife of one of Rose's many boyfriends. Many, many boyfriends. Yes. yes. So she goes barging into the house past Onslow, uh, well, past Hyacinth and Richard. Yep. And they're both bewildered as to who on earth this woman is. Disgusted, really. Appalled. Absolutely appalled. And we see for the first time, then once we go inside, we see, after Days has rushed around, we see the kitchen. That kitchen should be condemned. It, it made, made me feel ill It's just this. disgusting. I, as you, I, I believe you are as well, yes. am fastidious with cleaning. Mm. I clean my kitchen every day. But I have always said that your house is the only house that makes my house feel untidy. Oh, yeah. that makes my day. Oh, Thank it? You. No, it does. I always come to your house and think, oh, my God, we live in a pigsty. No, you really I, don't. No, yeah, but your your kitchen in particular. The other day when I left and I saw you do the sink every night, 
I have now started doing the sink every oh, night. By the way, hang on a second. I bought you a gift. Oh, you did. You, I know exactly what it is. Hang on. Sif French lavender. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Okay, no worries. A flash. Yes. It smells of uh, natural French soap, and I imagine it's the smell. So that Hyacinth would have in her home. Yes, it's a for the for, for listeners. It's a nice squeezy uh, sort of spray bottle. Yes, and it's for cleaning all sorts of things. But Jonathan particularly recommends using it on stainless steel sinks. Well, you can use it on a variety of things, but it smells of of French soap, and it says something on the on the back about your granny would be proud of the smell, and that's why I always think it's the smell of hyacinth. Yes, good old fashioned French soapy scent to make your granny proud. There you go. That's what I like my kitchen to smell of, <laughs> an old granny. What, what's your daily kitchen cleaning routine? Oh, my word, where do we start? What are your top three tips for a clean kitchen? Well, I think keep on top of it, which mm. is something that Daisy clearly has not. She's not. She, I mean, I can't begin to tell you how utterly appalled I am at the state of that kitchen. It's disgusting absolutely disgusting her sink is filthy her worktop is filthy her fridge have you seen the fridge yeah. the dirty hand marks all over the fridge are absolutely repulsive so i think keep on top of it every day mm. good use of cleaning products lots of disinfectant and yes. th- and use the right kind of cloth as well yes because I, there's a lot of cross contamination a lot of cross contamination i'm a big fan of a microfiber yes yes do you have different color coded microfibers no, I don't really. Blue for the loo, pink for the sink. No, I don't, because I, I wash them all on a very hot wash with yeah. disinfectant in the wash. Yes. So it doesn't matter what I've used. It was our friend Lisa that put us onto that disinfectant, was indeed. wasn't it? It was yes. indeed. But when I watched this episode and I saw the state of Daisy's kitchen, I just wanted to go around and scrub it. Yeah. Mind you, it would take... What was that programme where... Was it um, Kim and Aggie? Yes. Used to go in with a team... How clean is your house? How clean is your house? It would take them a week to sort that kitchen out. It would. Disgusting. I think this is this is a, a I, w- I don't want to say rare, but I think all viewers, all the audience are probably on Hyacinth's side in that kitchen. Well, you say that. I've been in some disgusting kitchens before. That disgusting. Naming no names, but I have been into some kitchens... Sometimes work-related, when I've gone and visited someone's house and I have been appalled. Right. Mm-hmm. A little bit sick. Have you thrown up there and then? No, but I felt like it. Yeah. I remember I once went into a, um, a, a tower block in Luton because a lady had called into my programme with a problem with rats. Oh, damn. And when I went into her kitchen, I quickly realised why there was a problem with rats. It was Daisy times ten. Are you okay with rats? No, of course I'm not okay with rats. Well, what do you no, mean? No, no, okay? no. As in, you know, you don't want them in your house. But if you saw one, are you okay, or do you have a panic attack like I do? No, not no. That's just irrational. <laughs> I am petrified beyond belief of mice and rats. Do you remember when you injured yourself when you had that dream about a mouse? I've injured myself on two occasions. Which dream do you mean? What where I well, I fell on my face? Yes, you got a black eye, didn't you? Yeah, uh, my former flatmate Lucas was came to do his test run. To see if he liked me and I liked him and we could, you know, whatever. Mm. So good night, off he went. And then in the middle of the night I woke up and had this mouse dream where I imagined there was a mouse on my bed. Flew out of bed 
I was living in Manchester at the time in, in, in a decent-sized flat and went it was for quite a camp flat, went through the double doors and then managed to stand on one of the door wedges that had a little ac- decorative acorn on it. And that then cut the bottom of my foot open. So I was then running, still thinking the mouse was attached to me, running around the flat. And then I ran up the stairs into the uh, little seating area that was up some stairs and tripped on the top of the stairs and then fell face first into the corner of the coffee table. And I then sort of crawled back into bed somehow, thinking, well, that's it, I'm going to die. And uh, at nine o'clock in the morning, I then knocked on Lucas's door to say, good morning, and wake him up with half my head up, <laughs> with a big black eye, looking looking not like I did when I said goodnight to him. And the worst thing is I've been doing some PR for, for some brand and uh, they messaged that day going, oh, we just need a photograph of you wearing headphones. Could you take one? So I had to put a lot of makeup on. <laughs> I've, I've still got that photo and you photo like going... <laughs> <laughs> I, I look, I look odd, oh. and all because of a, uh, as a of a imaginary mouse. Well, this this flat I went into was uh, riddled with rats. You wouldn't have liked it, no. Uh, well, and and talking of uh, ratty behaviour, then down the stairs comes this this woman that we had seen, angry woman with Rose. They've settled their differences. Yes, they have. Although, don't forget, mm. before the woman appears. Richard and Onslow are sitting watching TV and something interesting in the Harold Snowed book about keeping yeah. up appearances is there's a lot of those scenes where Onslow's watching the television, you know, he bangs the TV to get yep. it working. We used to have a TV like that that you used to have to bang. Oh. Yes. Many years ago, it used to go a bit flicky, yep. so you'd have to bang it on the top and then it would go into, I don't know why. Oh, no, you okay. used to have to bang a lot of appliances. It's nice to have a hobby. So, but all of those TV programmes that he's watching, Hmm. they made specifically using the cars, didn't they? Yes. Because of rights issues. So all of the, quite often you hear either Wild West... Music, yeah, yeah, uh, or or a murder scene or something, and it was all shot. They shot those those programs themselves to play through on those TV. I think it was just the pilot that they used actual footage of a of a real film, and then yes, they Harold identified Harold, saying it as if he's a friend. He will be soon. Harold uh, Snowed identified the fact that that was going to be quite expensive. Yeah, so they they filmed all that. Uh, But while Richard and Onslow are sitting there watching this TV programme, having a can of beer together... Very un-Richard-like behaviour. It is. um, Daddy is climbing down the drainpipe. As Captain Midnight. As Captain Midnight. So we now know Daddy's escaped from upstairs. And Hyacinth doesn't seem that perturbed. Well, Daddy escapes a lot. He does. I mean, it's ironic that she goes to check to see if Dad is all right. And whilst she's actually there, he escapes. Yes, so she hasn't really done her job. That's right. And then as they leave the house, after this woman has, has left and Rose and her have made up, and as Richard and Hyacinth are driving off mm. to the country now, they pass Daddy, and it's another one of those slightly peculiar pervy moments because yes. as they pass Daddy, he's squeezing a woman's bottom in the street. Which is not appropriate behaviour 30 years later. Have you ever had your bottom squeezed? Not enough. <laughs> Well, there you go. If you ever meet William Hanson, just squeeze his bottom. You'll make his day. As long as you're dressed as Captain Midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there goes the doorbell. Oh, 
oh, I'd better get it, dear. It's bound to be someone very important. Maybe the Chinese ambassador. <laughs> we'll be back in a few moments. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back discussing Series 1, Episode 3, Stately Home of Keeping Up Appearances, and Hyacinth and Richard have just left Daisy and Onslow's and are now driving to Carlden Hall. And when they arrive at Carlden Hall, which appears to be one of those kind of old National Trust-type houses, mm. a stately home... I need to stop you there. And actually, I really should have... Again, we, we talked about perhaps if I were the etiquette advisor, not that there was one on Keeping Up Appearances, I could have nipped this in the bud. But really, Stately Home is very touristy. Who is it? We call them an historic house. An historic? I've never heard anyone refer to a stately home as an historic house. The, the aristocracy don't refer to them as a stately home. Oh. No, it's, that's, that's... Do that's, they think it's a bit common? Yes. Um. It's a bit... Because, because, of course, to them, it's just a home. Of course it or is. Or actually, they wouldn't even say home. Home is a bit down market in upper-class circles. It's just a house. House. Is that real? Yeah. Oh, God. So as they arrive, Hyacinth wants to park the car, the Rover 216 and Tonic Blue, in the family's car park. Mm. But she's not allowed to because the car park man says, no, that's reserved for the family. And she she can't understand why. No, she won't take no for an answer. No. But the, in the end, it becomes clear that he's not going to budge and they've got to go and park in the public car park. And there's a lovely moment where she says, drive on, Richard! 
<laughs> and and uh, Carlton Hall, not a real place, but Broughton Castle, which was used as Carlton Hall, is is you can still visit it. You can't park near the house in the car park reserved for the family, but there is another car park you can park in. Oh, I see. So when we get in... Do you in... think we should go on a road trip and insist that we park next to the house? Do you think they'd get it? Can I dress up as Hyacinth? <laughs> yes, of course you can. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> you be you. Well, you be her. Oh. Afternoon. 50p for the car park, please. Oh, can't we park in that little space near the house? Oh, that's reserved for the family, madam. <laughs> I'm not saying I am family. But I have written to her ladyship from time to time for charitable purposes. I'm sure she'd remember my personal embossed writing paper, saffron with matching envelopes. You'll have to park in the public area, madam. It isn't as if we belong with the masses. I have a son at university. And then inside the house, Hyacinth and Richard are waiting near the door that they have clearly identified goes through into the private quarters. Well, it, it's at that moment that it becomes clear the whole purpose for them going to this stately home, an historic house, Thank you. is because she wants to meet the Lord and Ladyship. Or meet again, because she's had a brief interaction with her Ladyship. That's right. At some bring and buy, possibly. Isn't it a garden party? Oh, it's a garden party. A garden party! <laughs> Um, so they just want to go there so she can try and meet them. And she she's just desperate to be friends with aristocracy, isn't she? She is. And actually, interestingly, she, she continually refers to them as his lordship and her ladyship. And actually, that is not correct either. Oh, God. That is what the staff would call if you are on the same social standing. Uh, now, I don't know quite know what, what tier of the peerage this this lord and lady are but let's just assume they're at, they're at earl and countess level which is sort of middle ranking why not why not it would just be lord vernon smith oh i like that has a ring to it yes lord vernon smith and lady vernon smith mm. also has a ring to it yeah. <laughs> so, so at that, that moment while they're standing there mm. trying desperately to uh, catch the attention of his lordship and her ladyship. <laughs> in the historic house. Yes. Uh, Onslow and Daisy arrive in the Cortina and there's the lovely moment as the car pulls up. Bang! <laughs> the explosion. And actually, on this episode, I noticed, if you look closely at the exhaust pipe, you can see the pyrotechnic on it. Oh, can you? Yes. OK. I, don't, I mean, I would have thought it's quite dangerous to have an explosive near the petrol tank of a Cortina, but there we go. Yeah, I'm sure they... Well, they, it may, BBC may not have been so health and safety conscious no, in those days. not in those days. No, get away with anything. So this is the bit which seems a bit odd. This mm. is where, for me, when I said earlier that the the storyline is a little bit ropey at certain points, for me, this is the ropey bit, because it would appear Onslow, Daisy and Rose have followed Hyacinth and Richard to the stately home, an historic house, in order for Onslow to take Richard for a drink because he feels sorry for Richard. And it's odd for... It's out of character for Onslow because he does... The rest of the series, he basically tries to avoid Hyacinth. Yeah. But here he is consciously going to somewhere yeah. where he knows that Hyacinth is. But it's one of those... You see, there are several of these these storylines in the programme where they've, they've just tried to manufacture mm. an occasion where 
the rough side of the family embarrass Hyacinth at a time when she really doesn't want embarrassing. And it's, yep. it's that, how, how did they get that family into the stately home to completely humiliate her? So it's a little bit strange. But anyway, they've arrived trying to find Richard because Onslow feels sorry for Richard and wants to take him for a drink. And then all social grace is lost when we then hear Onslow and Daisy coming around the corner and Hyacinth just pelts it out of that room. Yeah. Because she can't believe that they followed them there. And Richard has, uh, it would appear, mm. dropped her in it by mentioning where they were going to Onslow earlier when they were having their little blokey chat with the beer. Yes. And so she then has to try and hide because she couldn't possibly bear to be seen with that side of the family. So then we have this wonderful slapstick routine uh, of her trying to get away from the family and it's lots of ducking down and hiding and trying to, you know, hide behind bushes. and that's Dive what, into doorways. That's right. And what was it, how was it he described them ending up? Uh, in a trench. In a trench. <laughs> Although before they go outside, you have uh, uh, Onslow, Rose and Daisy suddenly become sort of Brian Sewell's and start staring intently at a piece of art. And they start critiquing that piece of art as behind them on the stairs, Hyacinth sees them and then dives into a doorway. <laughs> and I like to think that actually maybe Daisy is actually... Well, I think Daisy is more artistic than Onslow because she's always sort of thinking and she's quite romantic and uh, she's a dreamer. So in many ways, a similar trait to her sister Hyacinth. So they end up in the trench trying to hide and this old man comes over and says, you know, what are you doing? And she assumes he's the gardener, so turns around and in a very pompous way says, I know her leadership. And, of course, he knows otherwise. Yes, because he is the lord. Lord somebody. Lord somebody or another. So they then obviously have to leave. We're, we're not quite sure what he said, but it's quite clear they've been told to leave. And the, the, the final moment, as they drive away, she says, How was I to know that that was his lordship? <laughs> he looked like the gardener. He must be very low down on the aristocratic scale if he looks like a gardener. <laughs> I think it's irresponsible. He's no right to look like a gardener. <laughs> it's a nice episode. Yeah, it's nice, it's fun. Now, before we go, how much attention were we all paying? Oh. Our producer has written a question to see how much we spotted. Right, here's the question. Are I'm you ready? ready? Yes, I'm poised. Come on. How many times do Richard and Hyacinth go through oh. the petrol station? Right. Oh. I feel as if you really should know this because it annoyed you. It does annoy me. You see, I think... Mm, okay. Okay. Because, yeah, there's a, there's a bit where, like, in the bulk of that, and then they carry on down the road, and then they go back to it. Right. So I think I know. Shall I show you what my answer? What have you said? Five. I've said four. Oh, and which one was correct? Now Ben is just checking that he got that one that comes later on in the episode. Well, our producer's saying three, but we'll verify that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are, Donald Trump? <laughs> Stop counting. <laughs> I've won. Well, point to neither of us then. Oh. Never mind. Well, I was close up. We'll see if we get a point next episode. Now, if you want to keep up with the bouquets, you can hear William and I chat through every single episode of Series 1 right now. You know how to find the next episode, as you've done so well to find us here. 
But we need your help to let other people into the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and our podcast. So if you wouldn't mind terribly picking up your white slimline telephone with last number redial, giving them a call and instructing them to join us, we'd be frightfully grateful. We'll see you next time. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.